Hey everybody, um, this is Ezra, and this episode is about the life and legacy of Nipsey Hussle. Um, to those who have been affected by his passing, I know we all have. Um, just please bear with us as we just talk about how great of a man Nipsey was, how great of an artist Nipsey was, and just him being an overall pure individual. Um, so... Much love to the family. Much love to the fans of Nipsey. May God bless you. And Nipsey, we'll see you again. What's going on, everybody? This is Ezra McNeil, and this is Real Talk with Ezra. Today's episode, episode seven, Nipsey. Um, As you all know, a few days ago, this man, Nipsey Hussle, um, was 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 I, I can't even put it into words um you know we lost a a soldier um a soldier who fought for the community who wanted to rise up the community and to hip hop in general um so today a guest of mine you know great friend of mine um was also with uh Nipsey Hussle about a week and a half before we lost him. Um, if you just want to introduce yourself. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you for having me on the show. Uh, my name is Devin Patillo, a.k.a. the T. Yorker, man, representing Violators and also Rock Nation Paper Planes. And, um, yes, I was with him uh, about a week and a half ago um, trying to politic on some stuff mm-hmm. um, regarding of his Puma collaboration and also uplifting his community. Um, two and a half weeks ago, um, my crew and I, we went down to L.A. for the California Love Campaign with not only uh, Planes crew, but you also have the CEO, President of Paper Planes, uh, Mr. Emery Vegas Jones. And while we were there, you know, we kind of got the rundown on, okay, how are we going to do this and this and this. Um, shout out to Planes crew, um, especially 11 Ounces. Uh, which is my man Thomas Harris and also Manlin Chow. Um, <clears throat> they was basically, you know, running the whole show, um, telling us what we need to do. Like for myself and the crew, we take videos and photos. And to explain about the California Love Campaign, it was more about the unity within the community. Mm-hmm. Because if you really think about it, California is known for its gang violence. Right. You know, you have all the Crips and Bloods and everything, so on and so forth. Right. So now if you look at the future, like the present and now to the future, it's like everything is so unified now. When I was there, I saw every blood, every crip, doesn't matter who you are, if you bleed red, you bleed blue, you bleed black, whatever. They were all there showing mad love along bringing their children Mm. because the kids love them some Nipsey. Wow. You know, and it's like I would never get these one little kid just ran up to him. That's it. Hugged him. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, because you know, like they, it's like they know him, mm-hmm. you know. And I seen this one. I'm not going to even front. It was this one super blood. He was just like taking photos and everything. I was like, you want to get in? He was like, no, 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 no. It's for the kids. I was like, all right. So as he took the pictures, he talking to the kids and everything. And just to see a crip and a blood embrace each other, I'm like, wow, mm, this right. is real deep. Right. And so 
when we went on through the interview um, with Vegas and um, and Nipsey, you know, they was talking about what is what is California love? What does Cal- California love mean to you? We was doing a lot of testimonials with a lot of patriots that came in and bought the hats that I have, you know, today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I'm listening to all the patients that came in, they explained what California love means. Mm-hmm. You had like some people from all over who really flown to LA to be part of this event. Right. You know, some people got a chance to take pictures, talk, but more so, you know, buy the buy the apparel. And the money actually was going back into the community. Wow. He was going to be opening up a community center within his facility um, in um, in Inglewood, mm-hmm. right on Crenshaw Ave. And um, you he, said you said his neighborhood, right? Yeah. So uh, let before getting more into that, for those who really don't know who Nipsey was, let's talk about his background real quick. Um, so <clears throat> Nipsey Hussle's name is Armeus, excuse me, Armeus Joseph Eskidum, right? Yep, Eskidum. Um, he's He's an East African descent because of his father. Yeah, Eritrean. Yeah, and his mother is black. Um, he was born August fifteenth, nineteen eighty five. He he was thirty three when he passed. Um, raised in the Crenshaw neighborhood of uh, South Los Angeles, and that's right. that's very heavy with gang violence and, and just gangs and whatever. So, in his community, he had you know became a vi- um, not a victim but a member of the Rolling Sixties Crips, right. and actually. Um, in the LA Daily News back in 2004, they said that the Rolling Sixties were the largest act, uh, the largest gang with about over 1,600 members, and they could they said verbatim that it was like a like a sort of like a military, like a, a small military. Affirmative, yeah. Um, then you know after that in 05, he made his first mixtape, and then the rest was history. So with you talking about his neighborhood, he was really heavily involved in in the community and trying to better you know his people right yeah see like if you think about it <clears throat> that's one thing i i've spoke i've spoken to him you know about that like being a crip like i'm i, I will admit to myself yes i'm you know you can say i'm a former gang member but everybody's going to be a gang member to the day they die mm-hmm. it's like i'm a, i'm a member of latin counts out of detroit and it doesn't matter i'm an og but if I'm trying to better my people and better my community, that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. That's what he was doing. In regards of his past, his past was his past. And he wanted to make a difference. So how could he make a difference? By, you know, get involved in the community, raising money, raising awareness, and literally providing for the future. Because that's when I asked him, I was like, you know, by you being like part of the Rolling 60s, you know, do you think that, you know, other people are going to ride with you or what you're trying to do? He was like, of course, you know, because it's like you got to think about it. This is my neighborhood, especially as being gentrified as of right now. Mm-hmm. You know, all my people's getting ran out of their neighborhood and everything else. And I'm like, what is that? You know, what can I do in order to save my community? Mm-hmm. And in his recent interview, when he was just coming out, he was like, man, get involved in real estate, you know, on your own assets. I'm right. like, certain people are so amazed because if you look at artists today, 
they all blinked out. They got the Versace's. They got the diamond rollies. The Montclair's, the, all of that. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And it's like all of those are going to de, you know, depreciate in value. So it's like with land, land matriculates. It rises, you know, in its own value, mm-hmm. especially what's going on in the neighborhood, right? Yeah. So it gets to a point, it's like, I'm still amazed. As we're just going on, you know, about, you know, his past and to his future, you know, he has kids, you know, he has children, along with, you know, his mother's grandmother, especially his pop, um, his pops and Black Sam, you know, as they, like, running the business, because I asked him, like, what made you buy this plot of land and start opening up businesses? He was like, one, I have to give back. Two, you know, it's family owned. Mm-hmm. Three, I'm employing other people within the community so they can start saving up their money and start running their own business. Mm-hmm. That's why he puts people in management. That's why he puts people in certain positions. To either work they way, like, like just say, if they're already educated, if they already know business, mm-hmm. so it gives them more training. So, and, you know, with the money that they have, he also, like, tell them, you know, start saving up your assets. Start putting money back into the community. Start buying land. Right. And I was like, wow. It was so amazed. Then after that, you know, he took me to um, the Cajun restaurant. You know, that's like about like three doors down from from the store, Marathon's mm-hmm. um, clothing store. Hey, shout out, man, to that Cajun restaurant. Yo, they got some bomb food. <laughs> I was like, man, for real? This is like, this is what y'all working with? He was like, it's hitting, huh? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, you know. We went back to the store and I'm just trying to figure out, I was like, okay, what's What's next in store for you all? Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I see you You already had the contract with Puma, and you're doing a Puma collab and everything. You're doing another Puma collab. Mm-hmm. If this is going to be part of the campaign, he was more so saying, like, yeah, it's going to be part of the campaign and everything, but, you know, we're trying to, you know, do something different. Mm-hmm. And I was like, word, you know. After that, you know, far from that, we just, like, just started talking about, you know, more so his kids. What is that he's trying to do within the community mm-hmm. as well for the youth? You know, he want to provide, like, you know, tutoring programs. Mm-hmm. He, st- he already started rehabilitating, like, certain parts and, you know, neighborhoods and everything. Right. You know, putting, like, more, like, play, like, like play escapes, you know, mm-hmm. for little kids and basketball. And I'm like, wow. You know, because, like, if you really think about it, you have a lot of artists Especially like T.I. is doing the same thing. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, he has his foundation. Because um, that was another thing. Like Nipsey, I think he does have a foundation. Or I, I remember he was telling me either he's starting a foundation or he's like creating, you know, or he already has one. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I said, when you look at these kids, you know, these kids look up to him. And the community looked up to him. You know, to see that he is going right now. And I'm like, hate to say it, I'm like the last person that was with him, mm-hmm. you know, it breaks down the heart. You right. know, it really broke my heart. And, you know, I had to reach out to, you know, his right-hand man, Archie Baines, you know, who was also an artist, mm-hmm. who was also a crip as well. And, you know, checking up on him, he's checking right. up on me. He's like, dude, you're the last person that was with him. And I was like, you know, just really stuck. Mm-hmm. Like, just stuck as, like, I, I, I just can't believe it. 
you know, besides like his family, you know, his family was with him, his children, you know, his friends and everything. Mm -hmm. They were with him, but from a person from the East Coast, mm -hmm. he was the you, last I one. was the last one, wow. you know, and it was an honor to not only meet him, he always had a smile on his face. Because mm. his smile, like, says, like, a mi not a thousand, a million words. Wow. And, you know, the stuff that he's doing and the last words he said, it's like, if I'm, if I'm going to leave this earth, you know, God forbids, I don't want people to mourn. I want people to ride for me. Right. And, I, like, me and my colleagues, we was like, man, I'm going to mourn for right now. But as of right now, hey, we're going to ride. So right. I told all my friends, I was like, look, he started something, let's finish it. Mm -hmm. You know, let's do this for him. Let's ride for him. Mm -hmm. Because, hey, we made a promise, and we should keep that promise. So, so as you're talking about, you know, let's ride for him, um, let's ride for him in the, the initiatives that he was already taking part of. Right. So um, according to Huffington Post, they said that he was invested, you know, in education of, of the young people. Right. Um, also, which was very interesting, is that he was an advocate for, you know, STEM um, among black and brown uh, kids. Right. And you don't hear that a lot about artists caring about the sciences because that's, that's a big, you know, study right now with a lot, especially like in HBCUs and stuff like that. Many of, many of the students are, you know, a part of the STEM programs at their university. So for an artist like Nipsey to come from his background, but also well-educated for him to actually put forth an effort into, you know, wanting to see more black and brown scientists or, or, or whatever, uh, physician, uh, physicians, regardless. It made, it, it shows that, you know, he was really for the people. Right. Also, um, he was working on something called Destination Crenshaw, which yeah, is, it. which is, um, I guess, a 1.3 mile open air museum designed as a cultural experience um, in the center of Crenshaw Boulevard and, you know, having, just exhibiting black history and culture through the arts. Um, so he, Nipsey was for the people. Right. He was for the people. Um, and it's just so upsetting that a man of his caliber gone like that. Yeah, because, like, if you... If you really think about it, like Crenshaw was known for the strip, mm -hmm. you know, to, to everybody, especially some of these young cats that don't know about Crenshaw. Crenshaw is a it's a long strip, mm -hmm. a strip that rolls not only to downtown L.A., but from downtown L.A. all the way up to K-Town, Koreatown mm. and parts of that neighborhood. It's like, that's why everybody hung out, right. you know? Like, by me being from Detroit, it's similar to, like, Seven Mile and Belle Isle. What's Seven Mile and Belle Isle? And um, <clears throat> everybody hang out, you know, you play music, um, you talk amongst women and everything, so on and so mm -hmm. forth. Don't get it twisted. You still have your gang activity back and forth there. Um, also... Either to take it even backwards, you got to think about the Black Panther Party. Right. You know, they were also heavy on Crenshaw, especially at Inglewood, mm -hmm. um, Inglewood, Watts, and Compton. You know, you know, um, giving out free lunches and everything. 
education, same thing. So it's like, if you look at from the past and the reflection of the past, you need to bring it back to the future and bring it back into the community. Mm -hmm. So that's what, when I came back, that's what I started thinking. Like he's trying to bring back some of the stuff that was in the past mm -hmm. and how it was uplifting. And then you have a lot of like corrupt, corrupted officials mm -hmm. that are trying to destroy the community, but now he's trying to bring back. So it's like, like you stated before, the stem cells, um, you know, program. Like for young kids, like I said, you and you know all these little kids looked up to him, and then you gotta look at some of the adults that looked up to him because of what he's doing. Mm -hmm. So it's like he's giving them hope, and he's letting other Crips and Bloods know it's like, look, man, we all got kids, and they are future. We want them to be alive. Right. You know, it's like in spite of what we used to do back in the day, we need to cease this, come together. For their future, mm -hmm. you know, and we need to teach them right from wrong. They looked at it, you know, they really listened and like, you're right. Mm -hmm. And like I stated before, to see every crip and every blood unify, dapping each other, sea walk, blood walk, you know, eating amongst each other, laughing, joking, mm -hmm. got their little kids, kids playing together, you know, and... They throwing their seeds in their B side and they shaking, you know, like unified. I'm like, wow. Mm -hmm. you know I mean, people don't understand that. Yeah, you would never believe it. Right. But it's, you know, you look at some of these young kids, to, you know, nowadays, I'm like, they don't understand the gang culture mm -hmm. and how it was for us, you know, back in the day to where it is right now. And... All the stuff, like I said, all the stuff Nipsey was doing, we, we're going to ride for him. Mm -hmm. Because I wanted to see everything that he said that he was going to do, we need to finish it. Not just people in California, but people in this nation. Like, yo, we need to rise above this. Like, he had a meeting um, with, like, with the police officials. Like, hey, what is that we need to do so we can work together, so we can protect our community? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then he also had a meeting with the mayor of Los Angeles. Right, about the gun violence. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, try to raise, you know, awareness and campaign. So you could tell, like, he was literally doing a lot within the community. He wasn't just an artist. He was also an activist. Mm -hmm. And so my shouts, man, and my prayers and condolences goes to his family, especially Laura London, his daughter, you know, you know, some of his kids, whatever, his granny, his mother, mm -hmm. you know, especially, you know, you know, to my boy Archie Banks, because that's his right-hand man. And also, man, I, I got to give a special shout-out to Young Guru, my man Law, Jay-Z, um, <clears throat> Meek Mill, everybody from Rock Nation, because he was there doing the Rock Nation brunch, and, mm -hmm. you know, they were still talking amongst each other, trying to, you know, do some other stuff. Right. So on and so forth. And like I said, because I know it's really hitting them hard as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know it's hitting, you know, it's hitting them hard as well. And, um, you know, I called to check up on them. You know, they're not answering because I know it's going to take some time. Right. You know, it takes right. some time to heal. It's, it's heavy. Right. It's, it's very heavy. Because, I mean, like when this happened, my phone was blowing up. My boy Archie's phone was blowing up. And 
I'm, you know, I'm also a student here, so it's like I couldn't focus because you have to remember, especially you know, like you and amongst others, you know, y'all on my IG. Like I didn't tell people I was going to, you know, be with Nipsey. Yeah, I was like, hey, trip real quick. Hey, I'm going to be working. Mm -hmm. And once all y'all seen that, y'all was like, wow. A lot of people was like, wow, you just with Nipsey. Mm -hmm. You know, we laughing, we joking, you know, and everything. And now it's like, wow, he was just with him. You know, my sisters, you know, my cousin, you know, because when I went out there, I didn't tell them when I was leaving. They just knew I was there. And thank God, you know, they called to check up on me because they didn't know that I left. Mm -hmm. So, but, you know, I told them I'm all right. They asked me, you know, how I'm holding. You know, everybody came up to embrace me and. It's like, yo, my condolences, man. Like, you was just with him. And I was like, yeah. Because he had he had an old soul, you know, <clears throat> just filled with love and laughter. Mm. You know, everything was all love and all laughter. Mm. And you look at some of the videos on my IG and some of the photos. All he did was smile. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, and don't get it twisted. He got jokes. <laughs> he got bad jokes. That's he sure. almost made me drop my camera. <laughs> I was like, hey, dude, like, hey, man, I got a $1,000 camera, bro. I can't deal with this That's right now. <laughs> um, I, I want to kind of change the, the, the subject of the matter. I don't want to talk about the actual shooting and, and the murder. Right. Um, but I want to talk about the similarity of how he, let, let's just say it. Like, let's just be real. He was a leader. Mm -hmm. he, he, he was an artist, but it was more so looking that he was an activist for his people now than, than just his music. Um, and we could go back into time with it. Um, the, the cycle of how a leader, a black leader in the community, is trying to do right for his people with a pure heart. And they then they are, you know slain by either I'm not trying to say it's a conspiracy theory but some some incidents by the government and some incidents by people in the same organization who look just like them so what I'm trying to say is that you know why why is it that when a black man is trying to do good for his people um when when it when it gets going good, we keep moving forward. All of a sudden, we always have to take three steps back. That's a good question, and we talked about that. Me, me, and some friends of mine actually talked about that like a couple of days ago. Um, shout out to my man Nori. Um, Nori said it best, and it was on his IG when he stated that, man, sometimes keeping it real is wrong. Mm. You know. Like, you can, like, keep it real all you want, do everything for the greater good and everything. But, you know, when people look at that, you know, you got to be the, what we call the sacrificial lamb. Mm, right. And, like, let's let's go back. Yesterday was the death of Dr. Martin Dr. King, King Jr. Mm -hmm. Slain, you know, slain, you know. And he was trying to do something for the greater good for his his people not just a community as a whole, but as a nation of for all people, mm -hmm. not just for our race, but for every race, right. you know? Certain people don't like that. Um, same thing, Malcolm X, mm -hmm. you know? 
Malcolm X went to Mecca and he seen all variety of colors who were all Islam. Mm -hmm. So certain things that was fed to him, he traveled to seek the truth. When he saw the truth, it was like, wow, I have, I'm seeing Caucasian people from Albania or Bosnia. Oh, white and, people. Right, white yeah. people in general, especially. You also have white people in Russia and Syria who are also Islam. Mm -hmm. Praying to Allah. And it's like, wow, I was misguided. Mm -hmm. And then when he started speaking the truth, he was slain by his people. Then... <clears throat> You also look at Huey. Yep, Huey P. Newton, my frat brother, my big brother, member of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. He was a doctor, you know. He had his PhD. He was educated, doing the same thing. One of the founders of the Black Panther Party, going in in his community, you know, uplifting, educating, him and the crew providing free lunches, mm -hmm. and it's like to a point. He's trying to do good. However, you know, he was in prison for so many years. He gets out. He's slain. Mm. Now you have Dr. Sebi. Dr. Sebi is like giving people the formula. The natural formula. The natural formula, which everything is all natural to a better life and better health. Mm -hmm. Which it can literally break down all the pharmaceutical companies. Put them out of business. You don't want that. So, all of a sudden, he has pneumonia, and he's gone. Then you have um, another Caucasian gentleman. This was like, I forgot, like seven to eight years ago, I think, um, who was also talking about um, cure for HIV and something that was in, like, goat's milk. Yeah. You, you know, it's like a certain type of enzyme that actually cures it. And... What, week or two later, he's gone. I mean, the list goes on. You know, when you look at our government that I serve with, that I put my life on the line for, it's like, is it, it's like, why us? Mm -hmm. You know, like, I understand you don't like us, but you really need us. Right. Because if you don't like us, if you don't want us, Say, okay, hey, let's go, everybody, let's go back to Africa. Right. You know what I'm saying? Garvey. Right. You know, Marcus Garvey had a vision. And to be honest, that actually did happen when all the sl um, slaves were freed. You know, this was during the Emancipation Proclamation when they founded Libya. You know what I'm saying? They colonized Libya. The black people colonized Libya. And, you know, it was a, you know, a fight amongst, you know, our enslaved ancestors in the Mandingo warrior tribe. That was crazy. But at the same time, it's like, okay, let's all go back. Mm -hmm. Just say all the black people go to Africa and the Caucasians, you know, yeah, Caucasian people are still here. Mm -hmm. Their economy will fall. Why? Because we are the biggest consumers. We are. Mm -hmm. We majority buy all this name brand stuff. Let's stay facts. Now, don't get it twisted. If we were to all go back to Africa, to be honest, we all have the doctors. We, we all have the lawyers. We have the entertainment. 
We have the like the brains to build more technology. Mm-hmm. We have the resources. So it's like, why not do it? You know? Because it's like, this is technically not our land. We just here. Mm-hmm. You know? But it was built by... But our ancestors. It was it was built, you know, in on America was built on an indigenous land and it was built up by the blood, sweat and tears of the black man and woman. Yeah. Let's, let's be real. That's true. And I will never forget when we were talking about because <clears throat> I need to bring this up. And it's still on topic, but it's something that I said before. I was like, how can I obey a law? On a stolen land. Hmm. Wow. That's, you know, because technically I could be like, this is not my land. Mm-hmm. This is not your land. You didn't pay for it. You didn't pay, the, you know, the, the Native Americans like this land. You stole it. You committed genocide. And you are the ones that want to um, build up a government that was actually by Queen Elizabeth. Let's, let's state facts. So just say if you wanted to harm me, arrest me, no, you need to obey my law. Your law is built on a stolen land, so how can I obey your law? Mm. I'm like, you have to explain that even in court. How can you how can you and a jury judge me for I don't even know who you are? Oh, by evidence. What is evidence? You can plant you can plant any type of evidence you want and it can be falsified. It's like falsified light, tainted light. Mm-hmm. When you know, within darkness shall come to light, but your light can be tainted. You know, so it's like you're not gonna see the whole picture. You're only gonna see what you want to see. Mm-hmm. You understand? So when I asked about that, a lot of people was like, they couldn't answer that question. They couldn't. To this day, they still can't. It was like, bro, you are right. I don't know how can I, oh, you know, answer that. Even if you ask an officer, an officer is going to steer the, you know, the question around to give you, like, an answer. Mm-hmm. But they're going to just say, hey, what, 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 what? No, 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 no. Don't curve it. Be truthful. How can I obey a law in any state on a stolen land? I'm like, am I technically free? No. Is the people of color actually free? To be honest, we are not. We're never going to be. You know, we are part of a system that's always going to be controlled by the government. But what the government do fear, and which is true, is an educated, activist, strong black man or woman. That is true. J. Edgar said, said it himself that, you know, that not trying to paraphrase, but, you know, basically he was just saying that he did not want like a black messiah. And, and, and now it's in regard to Malcolm and, and, and Dr. King. And he was black himself. Right. You know, he was also mixed. But it's like, why would you? I call that. I'm sorry, it's a chuckle. I call that the Uncle Ruckus syndrome. Mm, you know what I'm mm, saying? Mm. Because I'm like, dude, how can you be a person, even though you're a mix, you know, go against your own people? Mm. Why? Because he was probably misguided. Or he wants to gain power. Mm-hmm. He is the founder of the FBI. 
he is the one that started the FBI to spy on us and to make the government happy. He was the token black man, you know, hey, good job. And it's like, again, by myself being in the military, again, protecting and serving our great nation, you know, working with foreign, foreign dignitaries, it's like while I'm working like side by side with them, I will never forget what this Japanese general said to my best friend. You have each and every person, man or woman, in uniform, did not salute him. But I came by, saw my, my best friend, dapped him up because I had a meeting. Um, I had a meeting and a medical appointment. I saw that general pop to salute it. It's like, good morning, sir. He saluted. I was like, hey, you know, I asked my best friend, is he good? You need an escort? He was like, no, his people are coming. I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was like, I was like, take care, sir. And marched on. Mm -hmm. About three hours later, my best friend, you know, stopped me. And he was like, yo, you know that was a Japanese general, right? At first, I, I thought he was a lieutenant. I just mm -hmm. knew he was an officer. Right. And I was like, wow, I did not know that. He was like, you know what he said to me? I was like, nah. He said, out of everybody, man and woman, that's in uniform, you had the admirals, you had the colonels, you had each and every person that was an officer from the first lieutenant, second lieutenant, all the way up. They did not salute him. Not even the enlisted people that saluted him. Mm -hmm. I'm the only one. Wow. He was like, this person that, that just saluted me is going to be somebody very important. If you look at it, I never thought of that way. But <clears throat> you might as well say, I am the important person. Why? I know a lot of people. I not only met, but hung out. Have them on speed dial. If there's something that I need, they got it for me. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, I need this and this and this and this. I want to work for it. Hey, either come home, come up to New York, come home to New York, come up to the D, come to the A, whatever. I got you, my man. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, shout out to Young Guru, you know. Always put me, you know, put me to work. You know, that's my brother from Howard. You know, we go way back. Mm -hmm. And to see his success and everything, it is like, you know, I don't want to say I'm more so indebted to him, but I'm always, always going to ride for my big brother. You right. know what I mean? So. So, you know, you being the important person, Nipsey was also the important person, you know. Yeah. And his life, you know, is very important. And I know all of us, you know, who are listening to this podcast and who are still listening to his music as we speak will ride for him. So, you know, as, you know, last statements, you know, what what would you say to the people and what would you say to uh, Nipsey's family? Well, for the people, and it's no disrespect. It's no disrespect. You can listen to his music just because you wasn't a fan and now you're a fan. Mm -hmm. I would say this. Don't be a fan of his music. Be a fan of what he's doing nationwide, mm. but more so in his community. Mm -hmm. 
Don't be a fan. Oh man, you know his music is dope. And, oh yeah, I got all his albums. That's all fine and dandy, but don't be a fan. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, when I was with him, I wasn't a fan of his music. I was a fan of his work. His work ethic. Mm-hmm. His grind. Nipsey Hustle. His hustle mode. To his family, Black Sam, his pops, you know, Laura London, his kids, his grandmother, his mother. It was an honor and privilege of working with this talented, gifted young man. His vision will always live on. And I'm not going to mourn. I'm going to definitely ride. And as not only myself, but the people that he's touched, we're going to actually, you know, get by this. And we're going to finish on what he started. Mm-hmm. And that should be our most primary like focus right now. Focus on what he started so we can build. Because mm-hmm. guess what? I forgot what it's like. Um, you may break one, but you can't break us all. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can break one, but you can't break us all. Because guess what? Sometimes we our voice is strong. But our actions speak louder than words, right. you know. So, man, rest in peace, man. Then, man, we're going to ride. And like I said, not going to be a fan of his music, but a fan of his work. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just look at all the stuff he's done. And to all the Crips and Blood out there, we lost a soldier. We lost a father. We lost a friend. Lost an uncle or cousin, whatever you want to call it. We lost a good person that was literally doing good for the community, but more so for the kids. Do this for your kids, because you know your kids love them. Ride for the man. Shout out the game, because game did it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, game is a blood. Four in the morning, I couldn't sleep. He's riding four in the morning on Crenshaw. Crying, a blood crying over a crib. Now I don't know gang stuff, but that was a homie. That was the just that was a, the man. Just as a person, yeah. right? That touched. Ride for this man, like he said. Don't mourn over me. Ride for me. I want people to who, who's gonna really ride for me. Mm-hmm. We got him. Mm-hmm. That's all he wants to see. So with that being said, Nipsey, we love you. We will continue to do the work that you started, and we will make sure that we finish it. This was another episode of Real Talk with Ezra. I'm Ezra McNeil. I'm Devin Patil. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Um, Everybody just have a great day. See you later. One love.